What's up, everybody? I'm Bob Walters. This is the Locked Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up for an NFL Divisional Weekend. We are down to only three football games remaining left. The Giants' road ended this weekend. We put a bow on that. We preview the championship games on Championship Sunday as the Chiefs are in their fifth consecutive AFC championship game but let's start with the New York Giants and a disappointing listless end to what was a really good season is the best way to put it this was a disappointing the Giants no showed this game listen they probably weren't going to win anyway but 38 to 7 the game was non-competitive the Giants were never in it At no point during this game did you ever think that the Giants could win this game. And it was a disappointing end to a very good season. I don't think this changes the way I feel about the season. I don't think it changes the way I feel about the team going forward. Or how I feel about the quarterback or the coach. But it was something that's going to stick with us Giants fans. Especially because it's the Eagles. And especially the way they lost. Because they no-showed. The defense was nowhere to be found. The offense could not do anything at all. And they lost by 31 points in Philadelphia. The Giants came into the game before you sat down and finished your first beer. It was 21-0. And now a lot of people are getting on day ball on the 4th and 8th on the 3rd possession of the game. It wasn't the right play to go for it. But I see why he did go for it. Because he knew he couldn't stop the Eagles. Already in that game, by the third possession, Dayball knew that he couldn't stop the Eagles. They went right through the Giants' defense like knife through butter on the first two drives, right down the field, no resistance. It's 14-0 right off the bat. The Giants have the ball in their own end. Fourth and eight, and he goes for it. Is it risky? It it is risky, but he really... I'm not going to say he had no other option. I would have punted the ball. But I don't think either way, regardless of what happens on that play, the Giants are not winning that game. The defense... the, The Giants aren't scoring 38 points. The Giants barely can put up 30 points. Their best day, they put up 30 points. And I think what we learned is we learned that the gap between the Giants and the Eagles at the top of the division, and probably even the Cowboys, is a lot bigger than we thought it was. It's a lot bigger. If you really want to break down the Giants' season, they won one division game. That is going to be a good division. The NFC East is going to be a powerhouse division. They're going to be a powerhouse division within the NS- NFC for, I think, a lot of years to come now. 
The Cowboys window might be closing a little bit. Dak is going to start getting older. But the Eagles are flying high. And the Eagles are a good team. The Eagles are a very good team. They have a really good defense. And their offense, when clicking, is not very easy to stop. And you saw that this weekend in the first quarter. And to be honest, with the fourth down play, I think the bigger play was the third down play. Because the Giants had third and three. He clearly knew it was two down territory. We all didn't know it at the time, but he did. The OC and the head coach both knew they were going to go for it on fourth down. They obviously discussed it. And on third and three, he has Jones drop back and takes a sack. It's fourth and eight. There's a big difference between fourth and three and fourth and eight. Fourth and three, I'd say you definitely go for it. Fourth and eight, I wouldn't go for it. But even if you are going for it, fourth and eight is a lot tougher. And the the percentage drops dramatically on fourth and eight compared to fourth and three. Fourth and three is probably about a 50-50 chance. Fourth and eight is probably about a 15% chance of picking up a first down. And against that pass rush and with those receivers, the Giants didn't stand a chance probably on either one. Fourth and three, you can at least give it to Barkley and hope he kind of skates in and gets three yards. But like I said, it really, it's not even worth harping on that fourth down play because the Giants weren't winning that game either way. They didn't have the talent. They were outclassed in talent with the Eagles. And we were, when none of us saw it, none of us wanted to see it here in New York. It was right in front of our eyes. They blew out the Giants at, at MetLife 48-22 to in the one real game they played. It was non-competitive, just like this one was non-competitive. But the Giants looked good against Minnesota, which we, we said was a fraud. So that was a bit of a mirage. But you take it, you don't apologize for any wins in the NFL, especially playoff wins, especially road playoff wins. And when you, can, and when you finally, in a couple days from now, when you can take a step back and you can look at what this team did this year and what they were expected to do this year, you could probably sit back and I would hope you'd be able to say, you know what, it was a hell of a season. It looks like we found ourselves a quarterback. We had one all along, apparently, but he became a franchise quarterback. Saquon Barkley, I'm still a little iffy about Barkley because he could he could go say running backs go south real quick. And he's getting old for running back. But he should be good for next year. And Jones is going to get his money. Some people are actually questioning now whether they should bring back Jones. And they're questioning Dable. You know what? That just shows how fickle you know, fans can be. Are you serious? With the year this team had, you didn't think this team would even sniff the playoffs. And they went on the road in Minnesota and beat a 13-win team. And played in the divisional round of the playoffs. You would have signed up for that in a second when this season started. You would have signed up in a second for that over the last five years. Listen, the Giants didn't have the talent that the Eagles have. The Eagles are the best team in the NFC. I expect them to win the game next week over San Francisco. I do. And I know it kills the Giants. It kills me, too, because I hate Philadelphia. I hate the Eagles. 
I'd almost rather see the Cowboys, to be honest with you. And the Cowboys came out. What they did is the Cowboys came out and gave you one of their stinkers. The week before, they played one of their great games. That's what the Cowboys have done all season. They're either going to blow you out and look like a championship team, an unbeatable team, or they're going to give you a stinker. And they gave you a stinker yesterday. But we'll get to all that in just a little bit. Giants, they held their press conferences today. Everybody went cleaned out the lockers. Uh, they asked multiple, they asked, you know, the GM, the coach, the core. Everybody spoke. You know, they didn't really say much, to be honest with you. It's still fresh. It's still a fresh loss. It's still less than 48 hours away from a 38-7 playoff loss where everything just kind of comes screeching to a halt because you're going into this game riding high, coming off a road playoff win where you played real well. Your quarterback played the best game of his career, and you're going into Philadelphia, and you're confident. And then all of a sudden, just the you hit a brick wall in the first six minutes of the game, and it's you know 14-0, you got a turnover, and Philly's going in for more. And the Giants defense couldn't stop anything. I think Love just missed another tackle. You knew how that was gonna you knew how that game was gonna go on the second play of the game. Secondary love was was just burned. The other defender fell down, they hit a big play down the field. Two plays later they were in the end zone, and it's seven nothing before you even blinked an eye. Then you turned around, you got your seat, you moved your way down the row, you found your seat, and it's fourteen nothing. And Brian Dable saying the same thing that I was saying, that you were saying, that everybody's saying. They can't stop the Eagles. And we don't think they could they can't win a shootout with anybody. You know, I would say last week was as close to a shootout win as the Giants are gonna get. Go back and forth, they got 17 first half points. You know, it's one of those situations. The Giants are not going up and down the field like the Eagles did. And the Eagles defense is good. The Eagles defense was all over Daniel Jones. They were all over Daniel Jones. I mean, the Giants the Giants got doubled up in almost every stat, okay? If you look at the stat, total yards, 227 for the Giants. The Eagles had 416 total yards. Passing yards, 109 for the Giants, 148 for the Eagles. Rushing yards. Now, this is where, you know, listen, they just got killed on the ground, the Giants. The Eagles had 268 yards on the ground. The Giants had 118 The Giants had 13 first downs. The Eagles had 26. The Giants were 5 for 13, which means on third down efficiency. So the Eagles defense got off the field on third down. The Giants defense could not because the Eagles were 10 of 14 on third down. Daniel Jones was sacked five times. The Giants had one turnover. And it was a costly one at 14-0 when Jones threw the pick. But, again, I I don't think the Giants... You know, we went into this thing knowing the Giants would have to play a perfect game to beat the Eagles. I'm not sure they could have beat the Eagles even with a perfect game on that day. You know, a lot of times you come into these the, the games, you forget about how good the team with the bye is. You haven't seen them in a couple weeks. Maybe they kind of didn't have to play the last week or two of the regular season because they had everything wrapped up. 
It used to be with two teams going into this weekend in each conference. But you kind of forgot about the Eagles, right? Okay, you know they were good. You know they blew us out, but we played them tough in that last game, even though it's a throwaway game. The Giants just went on the road and beat Minnesota. You you didn't see for the the Eagles last week. So you kind of forget about them. All you can think about is the, the Giants coming in riding high, and then you get smacked in the mouth in the first two minutes, and it's kind of like, whoa, okay, back to reality. This is a good football team. And this is a better football team. Are they 31 points better than the Giants? They're not. But they're probably 15. They're two touchdowns better than the Giants. So the Eagles are on to the NFC Championship game. They will host it at the link. That is the early game on Championship Sunday, 3 o'clock. The San Francisco 49ers into the link to face off against the Eagles. And it's going to be a wild scene. The crowd, the crowd was loud there. They, they do not like New York. You know, it is what it is. That's what the Eagles played for all season. To get that home field advantage. And they got it. And they got it, and they got it in convincing fashion. 38-7, to the final score there. Now, the other games, they were, there was another game that was really not close, and it was surprising because it was the Bills. The Bills yesterday got manhandled by the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals went into Buffalo, into that wild scene in Buffalo, DeMar Hamlin at the game, in the locker room, and they dominated the Buffalo Bills from the very first play. This was another one. 14-0 before you even knew what happened. I mean, Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow is looking like a top, top-tier quarterback. And Buffalo still can't get over the hump all these years later. My entire life, Buffalo has been struggling to get over the hump. It was in the Super Bowls when I was growing up. Now it happens to be in the earlier rounds of the playoffs. But it's still... The Bills were probably the best team, you know, right up there with the Chiefs. It was the Bills and the Chiefs and then everybody else. And you kind of forgot about the Bengals. You know why you forgot about the Bengals? Because last year they, they went to the Super Bowl. Then they started this year... 0-3, and they looked bad. They got beat up in those first three games. Joe Burrow was injured. He had had an appendectomy going into the season, so he was really, you know, he had no training camp. But they have caught fire at the right time. They have now won nine straight games. They have not lost a game since October. And they went into Buffalo, one of the toughest places to play, in an emotional day with Hamlin at the game. And they just pushed around the Bills and had their way with them. Joe Burrow, 23 of 36, 242, two touchdowns, no picks. On the ground, yet Joe Mixon, 20 carries, 105 yards. He was averaging over five yards a carry. And the second guy... Perrin was seven carries, 33 yards, four, almost five yards a carry. 
the Bengals averaged over five yards of play in this game. Four, they, they went up there and they put 412 yards on the Bills' defense. They had 172 yards on the ground. I mean, they had they, this game was complete domination. It wasn't even close. The Bengals had 30 first downs. The Bills had 18. The Bills were 4 for 12 on third down conversions. The Bengals 6 for 10. They dominated this game. They dominated the game. They had a great game plan, and they came out, and they just outplayed the Bills in every aspect of it. Josh Allen did not play terrible. He did not play good. He was not the Josh Allen that we know, and but he, yeah, he played okay. He made some mistakes, and Josh Allen has had turnover problems this year. He threw a big pick. You know, his numbers are all right. He's 25 of 42, 265. He did not throw a touchdown. He did run for one, though. 26 yards and 8 carries and a touchdown. See here is the the Bengals frustrated the Bills. It was was 17-7 real quick. And the Bills went into panic mode and never got out. They could never recover. They got punched in the mouth right off the bat. That first drive which was a a brilliant drive right down the field in the driving snow and crappy field conditions because there's snow all over the field. And Joe Burrow took the team about, let's see, yeah, he took them 80 yards, 75 yards for the touchdown. Dinkin and Duncan throwing it over them, and the Bills had no answer. The Bills came back three and out. And then again, Burrow right down the field, 14-0. Bills hadn't got a first down. It was 17-0, and the Bills hadn't gotten a first down yet. So it, uh, uh, as disappointing as you are, you know, Giants fans, the Bills fans have got to be really disappointed. Really disappointed. Because last year and this year, they had Super Bowl teams. And it almost seemed like a thing of destiny this year. after the, With the Hamlin incident, couple weeks later, he's, he's as good as new at the game. You're in a home playoff game. And Cincinnati goes in there and just runs you right out of the building. And give Cincinnati credit. They deserve every bit of it. They won that game. They won that game. 27-10. The Bengals are in their second straight. AFC Championship game. They are in their second straight NFC Championship game, and it is a rematch of last year. As they will go, you know, it, this takes away the with the Bills losing. You don't have to worry about the neutral field AFC Championship game in Atlanta, or whatever they're talking about. I've actually heard reports that they, that the NFL is mulling around the idea of having the championship games be. At neutral sites going forward? I mean, how stupid could you be? The NFL is just so greedy. They, 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 they have billions upon billions of dollars coming in. These teams are worth billions. And they're sitting around trying to figure out how can we squeeze more money out of these fans and these cities. And it's like something just gets suggested and they run with it. They may have had to have a neutral site... 
AFC Championship game because there was a game with the, with, with Hamlin that got canceled that was of consequence to who was going to get the top seat. Okay, if, if that had to happen, that had to happen. It's not a big deal one year. The NFL, the idiots around the table at the NFL were like, well, why don't we do this every year? It could be like another Super Bowl. The cities will bid on it. They'll throw us money, lots and lots of money, and you'll have a mini Super Bowl. And you know what? that That's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Because these teams bust their ass. The Eagles busted their ass to get that one seed and to have this game this week at the link. And it's an advantage playing at home in these games. And what they, the NFL was suggesting doing, they were going to turn it into like a mini Super Bowl before the Super Bowl. I haven't heard one person actually that I've heard say that it was a good idea. So I don't think it, you know it's going to get off the ground. But to even suggest that and have it get out there, somebody leaked it. So it got out there. Somebody from the NFL leaked it. So it, it, it got out there from the NFL. You know, and they're also the other idiotic thing that the NFL discusses, and they've been discussing it for a while, and I don't know if they're going to do it or not, is a Super Bowl outside of the U.S. I mean, come on. There's nothing more American than the Super Bowl. And what are you going to do? You're going to play the Super Bowl where? Germany? Or in London? I mean... This, this this is why nobody likes nobody uh nobody likes the NFL act I mean they love the game of football and they love they love the NFL but when you're talking Goodell and the, some of these owners you're gonna take the Super Bowl and stick it in London to what get an extra fifty million come on. You don't have enough money, and I know that, that that you could never have enough money. I get that. But come on. The Super Bowl, you're going to stick it in London. Yeah, you sell a place out. They watch in London anyway. It's not like more people watch the Super Bowl because it's in their city. You either watch the Super Bowl or you don't. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> That's my rant for the day. Um... There were two other games. On Saturday, the first game, which was probably the best game of the weekend, uh, was the Chiefs and the Jaguars. And the only reason it was the best game of the weekend and the only reason it was close was because Mahomes got hurt. And honestly, I didn't... I don't know how he came back to play. After I saw his leg get folded the wrong way underneath his own body on that tackle. I don't know how he came back out to play. He was on one leg. He was hobbling around. I couldn't believe that the doctors were letting him go out there to play. He clearly had no pressure he could put on that on his on his leg. Zero. He couldn't put any pressure on the leg. And you want to know how good Mahomes is? And you want to know how good they know Mahomes is? He came out for one series. 
Chad Henney, the backup, went into the game, took the Chiefs 99 yards for a touchdown. The longest drive in playoff Chief history. It was a great drive. Chad Henney engineered the entire thing. 99 yards down the field, methodically put it in the end zone. The very next drive, you got a one-leg Mahomes back out there. And you know what? He willed them to victory. Mahomes is an all-time great quarterback, an all-time great. And I know I'm not, you know, I'm not breaking any news by saying that. But Mahomes is an all-time great quarterback, and the Chiefs are an, one of the all-time great teams. Maybe not this very Chiefs team, but I mean the Mahomes Chiefs over like the last you know seven or eight years. They will play in their fifth straight AFC Championship game. Fifth straight. It's not easy getting the back-to-back championship games. It's nearly impossible to get the three straight conference championship games. This Sunday, the Chiefs will play in their fifth. And they're a great team. Travis Kelsey was unbelievable. He set a record most catches by a tight end in a playoff game with 14 catches. And some of these catches he makes are unbelievable. Now, they're playing a team that's red hot in Joe Burrow and the, and the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are, have a 10-game win streak. They're really the hottest team. That's going to be a good game. I think the other, I think we got two good games. I think we got the four best teams is what I, what I think. You could argue Bills, but right now playing, you got the four best teams playing this weekend. Because right now, as hot as the Bengals are, they're better than the Bills. They're better than the Bills. And that was proven yesterday. But now back to back to the Jacksonville game. Listen, Jacksonville played well. They did a, they did everything they could. It really wasn't as close as the score makes it out to be. It's a you know, 27-20. It looks like a score uh, uh, within a touchdown. It's a little deceiving because there was you know the Jaguars kicked a field goal to keep them to keep them in the game, make it a touchdown, and they didn't get the onside kick. But give Jacksonville credit. This was a house money game for Jacksonville, a thousand percent. It was a thousand percent house money game for the Giants as well. But losing thirty-eight-seven leaves a poor taste in your mouth. Jacksonville went up there; they were competitive, and I'm telling you, the only reason they were competitive is because Mahomes got hurt, and he was on one leg the rest of the game, and they still beat him basically by ten points. There was that late field goal, the the missed onside kick. So Kansas City will host the Cincinnati Bengals in a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. As far as Mahomes goes, it's a high ankle sprain is what they're saying. He is not going to be 100%. If they win next week, Mahomes will not be 100% even in the Super Bowl. Or he might be just getting back to 100% because of the week off. Now, I'm not betting against Mahomes because it's Mahomes. And I I would have I would have rather even I understood Mahomes is so great. 
that we all kind of understood him coming back in the game, replacing Chad Henney after Henney just took the team 99 yards. A brilliant drive down the field, 99 yards. No thanks. We'll have a one-legged Mahomes instead. And we all agreed with it. And you agreed with it. I agreed with it. We were like, of course. Of course I'd rather Mahomes with one leg than Henney, who clearly is playing well, went 99 yards, set the record for longest drive in the the franchise history. No thank you. Give me one-legged Mahomes. He's throwing, I mean, the team, and he's got great receivers. He's got great tight end. And you know what? It's going to be, it's going to be, Fascinating to see if Cincinnati can do it two years in a row. Winning any playoff game up in Arrowhead as a road team is a daunting task. But if Cincinnati can go in there and win two consecutive AFC championship games, that's going to jump Burrow to another level. To a level right on, right on the same level, almost as Josh Allen and Mahomes. Mahomes is ahead of everybody. And then just below him, Josh Allen. Well, I think you got to put Burrow right up there with Josh Allen. He's a confident kid. He says all the right things. He never gets into trouble. And he's and he throws a great ball. And he, all he does is win. All he does is win. So that's the late game on Sunday. The late game, 6.30. They've been doing this for uh, probably 20 years now. The 3.30, 6.30 championship Sunday. As it's our final regular football Sunday of the year. It's my favorite single day of football. Championship Sunday. But um, So now, there's still one more game left. Cowboys fans. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. The Cowboys came out and did nothing. Are the 49ers a better team? They are a better team. But not when the Cowboys play their game. The Cowboys have the ability to be a better team than San Francisco. Because when you really want to break it down, Dallas missed out on a chance to to go to the NFC Championship game because they got beat by a third-string rookie quarterback, sixth-round pick. And I know he's been, he, you know, he's done everything right. He's said everything right. He's made all the throws. He was not as good yesterday. There were a couple moments where Brock Purdy looked like the rookie sixth-round pick that he was. One of them was right before the half. Four seconds left. And this is, it's not even a knock on him because this is something that a lot of quarterbacks do in their rookie year. They got so much going on, and it's so complicated. It's so much stuff that they've never seen before as far as defenses and schemes and blitzing schemes go that they lose track of the clock. And Purdy was running around. He had four seconds. He took a couple extra steps, and he threw the ball across the field out of bounds, threw it away, and got lucky that the ball, and I'm not even sure it did, hit the ground with one tick on the clock, allowing the 49ers to kick a field goal and have a 9-6 nine to, nine to six lead at halftime. He, he, Brock Purdy, for the first time, 
looked like a rookie. Now, his numbers aren't bad. He was 19 to 29, 214, but he didn't throw any touchdowns. And the big thing is, the, the one thing that he hasn't done is he doesn't turn the ball over. And you know, they, they make things simple for him. And you got another, he's got another, he's got a great tight end just like Mahomes does. Because Kittles is another all-time Hall of Fame tight end. And he's got a great running back. And he's got a good defense. Their defense is not great. A lot of people like to call the Niners defense great. It's not great. It's not the 85 Bears out there. But they're a good defense. They're probably one of the best. They they are one of the best defenses in the league. But you got Kittle. Five catches, 95 yards. He made that one juggling catch over the middle. Which was just a great catch. Debo Samuel had four catches. Christian McCaffrey had six catches. I mean, McCaffrey also ran for 35 yards on 10 carries. You know, and Dallas didn't do anything. San Francisco left the door open for Dallas multiple times in this game. Multiple times. And Dak Prescott did not play a good game. The Cowboys could not protect him. And Prescott, 23 of 37 for 206, a touchdown and two picks. And the two picks kill you. I don't care who you're playing against. You lose those turnover battles in the playoffs, it is tough to overcome. Period. Elliott, 10 carries, 26 yards, nothing really there. C.D. Lamb had a big day. He had a big day. He played. He did everything he could. He made a couple great catches. 10 catches, 117 yards. They took away, uh, the 49ers defense was able to take T.Y. Hilton out of the game. He only had one catch. So they took him out, but Lamb had a big game again. But it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. You can't put 12 points on the board and win anything in the NFL. And the kicker, I mean, my God, the kicker missed another extra point. I know it was blocked, but that thing was going three feet, ten feet left. I almost felt bad for them. To be honest with you, listen, I hate the Cowboys. Okay? I hate the Cowboys. And and I almost hate the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys more than the Eagles. I just want the Eagles have won more recently, so I want them out. But I hate the Cowboys. And there's a million Cowboy fans. Okay? And even I felt bad for the kicker. I was rooting for him to make these extra points. I mean, come on. Because at that point, it's all in your head. You're just watching. You're watching another Rick and Keel. Okay? You're watching uh, uh, the collapse. The British Open. By, uh, what's his name? Uh, I forget his name. I'll get, I'll get it for you. 1999. There was a collapse at the, in the British Open. Like, big lead. Collapsed. You're watching that. This guy had a great season kicking field goals. He missed six out of seven extra points. I've never seen anything like it. You know, you had the Niners who were, you know, chirping at him and getting in his head. In warm-ups, they wouldn't, they wouldn't even let him kick. In the warm-ups, they're sitting there yelling at him. 
I mean, you gotta feel bad for this kid. And then he goes out there and he and he and he gets the first one blocked. He's probably lucky he got it blocked because it's a little bit of plausible deniability. Let's say they scored a touchdown on that last drive. They know one of their last drives. They score a touchdown. Extra point is gonna tie it now. Okay. This poor kid is gonna have the pressure of the world on him. I wanted to see it just because it would have been great theater. Dallas scores a touchdown down 19-18. Here comes the kid to kick the extra point. He's missed six out of his last seven. He needs it to tie the game to send it to overtime. If he would have hit the one earlier in the game, this would win the game. I don't know. I don't think, I mean, I don't know if you even send him out there to kick it. I don't know what you would have done. But it didn't come down to that because the Cowboys can't get first downs. They had the one last shot and the play just got blown up. They basically had one center. They had a center and that was their offensive line. Everybody else spread wide. They threw like a 10-yard out pattern. The guy got blown up. Game over. And it was pretty much a fitting end. But Dallas is a good team. They're not a championship team. Dallas is a good team. They played like crap yesterday. And they played like crap in a lot of games this season. There was multiple games where they they just played terrible. I mean, they, you give the 49er defense credit. But people, I think, I think the 49er defense is overrated. In the sense that they get talked about like they're, they're a all-time defense. They're the best defense in the league. They are not an all-time defense. They're not. Just some of the quick, quickly some of the stats for the Cowboys in the Niners, Cowboys Niners game. Dallas was 5 of 15 on third down. The third third downs, getting off the field for your defense and picking up, moving the chains, keeping the ball, the offense on the field on third down is so big in the playoffs. When you give up like a third and eight or third and nine or there's a penalty, it's a deflating situation for your defense and just in the building in general. I mean, San Francisco wasn't much better. They were 7-14. This was really, I mean, you, you could say defensive battle. It wasn't a very well-played game. The quarterback play was not good on either side. The stats were relatively even. I mean, total yards, 282 for the Cowboys, 312 for the Niners. Right around 200 passing yards for both teams. Dallas just couldn't get the ball. Could they couldn't get first downs? And yeah, I mean, it it was it's frustrating. It's got to be so frustrating if you're a Cowboys fan. It's got to be so frustrating because it's been a long time for you guys as well. Those uh, VCR Super Bowl jokes are getting old for the Cowboys fans. But they can't do anything about it because they can't get out of the second round of the playoffs in 20 years.
I don't think the I think the Niners got a lot of work to do if they're going to go into Philadelphia and beat that Eagle team. I think the Niners have a lot of work to do. Purdy's got to be better. Purdy doesn't have to be great. The team's good enough to win if he could just be okay. And he they are. They did that yesterday. Don't lose this game. Don't lose the game, Purdy, is what they tell him. Don't lose it. And a pick in a bad spot. A mismanagement of the clock. That could lose it. He didn't throw the pick yesterday. He did have the mismanagement of the clock. And, and it's not his fault. He's a rookie. He's 7-0. and But it's only his seventh NFL game. Took Daniel Jones four years. Before we even said, well, you know, maybe we should keep this kid. Maybe. This kid, uh, Purdy's in his seventh game. Mr. Irrelevant, seventh round pick. Last pick of the draft. And I'm sure he's having the time of his life. But he is going to have to play better. If they're going to, against that, that Eagle defense is going to be throwing things at him that he's not seen before. They're going to come after him. They're going to try and rattle him. And if you rattle a rookie quarterback, just generally a general statement, if you rally a rookie uh, quarterback, like if you rattle a rookie quarterback like that, they start to make mistakes. And he's due for mistakes. The fact that he hasn't made any big mistakes in seven games is pretty ridiculous. And he's not going to be perfect forever. He's going to make mistakes. He's due to he's due to make a big, big mistake. Like one of those mistakes that, that cost you a game. Because that's what rookie quarterbacks do. Even the great ones. Even the great ones. So we are all set. The, the Cowboys, what are the Cowboys? Listen, I don't know what the Cowboys do. You have a good quarterback. You have a good team. Sometimes you show up and you look like you, you clear Super Bowl winners. You could win the Super Bowl easy. Sometimes you show up and you look like a four-win team. Dak Prescott's got to be more consistent. The defense has got to get to the quarterback. They did that a lot this year. They got a good pass rush. You know, they're just one little tier behind the top teams. One of which is in their division. And the Giants are below the Cowboys. I'll tell you, the Giants are... are that NFC East... The Giants better play better next year than they did this year. And the expectation is going to be to play better. Because they are the third best team in that division. And they're not very close to the second two. They won one division game. The Giants. One win, one tie. And then they lost both to the Eagles, both to the Cowboys. You do that next year, you're going to be in the same situation. Same situation. So we'll see what they do in the offseason. But we're all set for championship Sunday. There's three football games left until we hit the, the winter, the dead of winter, February. I was at the St. John's. Villanova game the other night. And, you know, St. John's is so frustrating. It's the same St. John's team every year. It's the same same one. The 9-1. and one. 
before they hit conference play. Look, they look good. And then all of a sudden you look up and they're two and six in conference play. Soriano hurt his knee on the first five seconds of the game. Came back in, played okay. It looked like it was going to be one of those games that St. John's kind of, you know, squeaks it out against Villanova. There wasn't a ton of Villanova people in the building, which there almost always is. It was a Friday night game, which is weird. The Nova's usually the Saturday or Sunday noon or 2 o'clock game one of these weekends. It was a Friday night. It was back and forth. It was tight. And, you know, St. John's couple turnovers in the last in the last minute and they have themselves a six point loss. Rangers back at the garden tonight. Rangers have been playing well. Um not much to say about the Rangers right now. I mean, you know, you're kinda in the, the, the dog days of the season, the NBA and the NHL. So enjoy these three weeks of football. Not that the NHL and the NBA are bad. I love the NHL and I love the NBA. But it's it's a big drop off from football when you go from playoff football into the middle of the NBA and NHL season. And that's what you do right after the Super Bowl. You just try to make it to the to the middle of March and make it to the tournament. Pitchers and catchers report a little bit earlier this year because of the World Baseball Classic. Could care less about the the World Baseball Classic. Could care less. Couldn't care less. About the World Baseball Classic. I won't watch a single game of it. Some people get into it. I can't get I can't get into it. I have zero interest. Zero. I just hope none of the Mets players gets hurt. I don't want I wouldn't want any of my players playing in that. I know they're not allowed to tell them they can't play in it, but I would strongly suggest that they don't play in it to them. Strongly suggest it. You know, kind of one of those it's not really a suggestion. Because you don't need one of your top players blowing out a knee or blowing out his arm in the World Baseball Classic, which is about as meaningful as bowl games. And then your season's done before the snow's even off the ground here in the Northeast. That's the last thing you need. I don't know why they play this World Baseball Classic. And I, the players, can't, I, they say they get into it. I don't believe it. There's no way these players care at all about this. Represent my team, my country, for country. Uh, come on. Give me a break, World Baseball Classic. But anyway, we got football, two more weeks. Championship Sunday, 3 o'clock. San Francisco at Philadelphia, or 3.30 actually. And then 6.30 or whenever the, other, the first game ends. The primetime 6.30 Sunday night AFC Championship rematch from last year. The Cincinnati Bengals in Arrowhead against the injured Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Early My early picks, Kansas City and, and Philadelphia. Those are my early picks. I lost my voice. I went to Connecticut this week. I hung out with our buddy Frank Russo. Our tennis pro here at the show. 
took us to a nice restaurant to watch the Giants game. And you know what he did? He takes me. He takes us to a restaurant to watch the Giants game. I say to I, we, Brett was with us. I say to him, listen, it's kind of a big Giants game. Like I want to watch the Giants game. You, you're taking us someplace with TVs, right? Like, is there going to be? So the only thing I want to know is, is there going to be sound? Because you're not dumb enough to take me somewhere with no TVs. So we walk into this beautiful, beautiful steakhouse. You know, packed, real lively. It looks like it's a gold mine. We get a nice seat right in the bar area. You know, Frank's the, the like the mayor of Pleasantville. Everyone coming up saying what's up to him. I, I turned to Frank and I said, Where, where's the game? And he goes, it's right over there. And he points to the left. Now, all I can see when I look to the left is this white pillar in front of me. So I have to lean forward a little bit to look around the pillar to see the TV that's not even facing me in another room. And I said, that's the TV? That that's the, the TV that I'm supposed to watch the Giants game on? This is like, this is a beautiful restaurant. We had an excellent dinner, great steak dinner. Some of the best food you'll ever eat. Drinks, good times, good people. But this is the view I get of the Giants divisional playoff game? Come on, Frank. Come on. I love you to death, Frank. I do. I love you to death. And the restaurant was great. But come on, bro. You can't have me watching the Giants playoff game in the other room. Through another room. Past a pillar. Past the two hostesses that are standing in the way. And I can see it on, it's like a, a, on an angle of the television. So. You got to do better than that, Frank. You got to do better than that. Luckily, Brett did give me... Uh, my phone was running out of juice, so he gave me his, and I was able to watch it there. I mean, like, and listen, there, was, there wasn't much to watch, right? The game was over first quarter. When they went for it and didn't get it on, on fourth down, third drive of the game, I mean, it was pretty much over. But still, that's so. I thought that was a bad job by Frank. <laughs> I love you, Frank. I love you. Um... So we got the lines now on the on the championship games. You know, that's what I was bringing up here before I got into that story. I believe they're two and a half each one. But hold on. So you got oh no okay yeah, you got um. San Francisco, plus two and a half. Against Philadelphia, the over under forty five and a half. I love the Eagles in that. I lay the points. I lay three and a half. The other one, Kansas City, is it a one-point underdog at home to Cincinnati? They are begging you to take the, the Chiefs. And you know what? I would take them. I know. I know Mahomes is hurt. Last year, give me the Chiefs. Plus a point, over under 47 and a half. Give me the over in both games. 
Give me the over in both games. Give me the Eagles. Give me the Chiefs. Might have a totally different opinion on Friday when we do the show. That's just what it is. We want to give a big thank you to Glenn Mack now, who came on with me and did that interview. One of the biggest names in Philadelphia Sports Talk. He does shows with Jody Mack, Jody McDonald. If you listen to the fan or any of these, you know who Jody McDonald is. I happen to like Jody McDonald. I didn't know until recently that he is a Philly guy. But Mac now came on. It was a good interview. I had fun with it. You know, we ragged on each other. You know, the the Philadelphia, New York thing. He also gave you good information on the Eagles. Jalen Hurts turns out fine. Shoulder, fine. So thank you to Glenn for coming on. I know we didn't do much of a show on Friday. That's because we were visiting Frank to go watch the Giants game. In an obstructed view, second, you know, two two rooms over. But, um, so we didn't do much of a show. Uh, other than that, that's pretty much it. I mean... Listen, we're, we're gonna we'll we'll cover everything wall to wall with these with this championship Sunday, and then we got the Super Bowl coming up. We're almost there, folks. We're almost at pitchers and catchers in the World Baseball Classic. Get ready, get psyched for the World Baseball Classic. It's gonna be a long month of February. Hopefully, the Rangers play well because I went to the Islander game again last last week, and they did another one again. They get they got. Shut out by Boston. And then Boston the next night went into the garden and beat up on the Rangers. So there's your best team in the Eastern Conference right there in the NHL. As far as the Knicks go, treading water. The Knicks are treading water is probably the best way to put it. We'll get some Knicks guests on. We'll get some Rangers guests on. We, you know, Maybe in that week in between the Super Bowl. We'll see what happens. I don't even know. Either way, I'll be here. You know I'll be here. I don't miss any of these damn things. So, rough end to a good season for the Giants. Don't let this detract from the season they had. You did not see this coming. You got a playoff game. You got a playoff win out of it. You got a good coach. You got a franchise quarterback. And you have hope going into next year. And that's something you haven't had as a Giant fan in a long time. The Eagles were better than you. The Eagles are better than everyone in the conference. If Trey Lance or Jimmy G is quarterback in the Niners, I think it's a good I think they're even. So Niners, Eagles from Lincoln Financial Field at 3.30 on Sunday. At 6.30 from Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. It's the Chiefs hosting the Bengals, a rematch of last year. Trips to the Super Bowl on the line this Sunday. We'll talk to you Friday. We leave you tonight with some sounds from the divisional weekend in the NFL playoffs.
Second and three. Burrow, facing pressure, goes over the top, wide open is Chase, and he splits the defenders for the touchdown. Third and seven. To the end zone, open, wide open. Hurst hauls it in for another Cincinnati touchdown. And Mahomes steps up, throws to the back, touchdown! Marquez Valdez Scantling. When you're a great one, you throw jump passes off your right foot in the first half, then you get hurt, and you come back and you throw a jump pass off your left foot in the second half. <laughs> second and six, pressure on. Lawrence puts it up, and it's intercepted. What a play by Jalen Watson. Tried to get it to Zay Jones. Justin Reed was bringing the pressure, and Watson reels it in. McCaffrey right up the gun and in. Touchdown, San Francisco. Third down. Prescott in trouble. He is sacked. Now it's Brett Maher time, and normally an extra point, you think no big deal, but as Tom told you at the top of the broadcast, he missed four in a row last week. It's never happened. And we're This might be the most anticipated first, second quarter extra point in history. Maher, it is no good. It was blocked. Final play, it looks like barring a penalty. Prescott over the middle of the turret. Gets smoked right away. And that'll do it. The 49ers back to the championship. Both games in this playoff run. That ball is picked off. James Bradbury. Cut by the Giants in the offseason. Intercepts a pass right here. His ability to run is such a big deal with their success down here. Bubble screen, Devontae Smith, got a block, got a touchdown! Eagles making it look easy!